You're listening to Everyday Enlightenment. I'm your host, Trisha Martin-Owen, and today we're going to be talking about awakening and the process of integration. We're going to go through some of the loose steps or stages that integration takes as we go through an awakening process, opening up our consciousness and coming into our body more fully. Perhaps some of you have been feeling this recently and have lots of questions. I've been getting lots of questions about this, so I decided to talk about it. It can feel very unnerving, (laughs) to say the least. Scary, uh, because it's so out of the regular for you, what you're going through as you integrate. But you're going to be okay. I promise. So let's dive in. The beginning stages of awakening generally begin for most of us with questioning. And the questioning arises generally from a hardship or something that we've gone through that makes us, it just floors us. It makes us question everything, a death, an illness, any, anything along those lines can really um, make us question life itself. What's, what does it mean? What does it mean to be alive? What does it mean that I'm here? What does it mean you're here? I mean, it can, it can be um, deep and intense. Although this isn't necessarily the only way that awakening can begin. Sometimes uh, awakening can be a little bit more spontaneous, and this is much more rare, but I just felt it was appropriate to mention because everybody's different. Um, Where literally you may, um, over a very short time, whether it's like a few days or um, even shorter, just be aware (laughs) you are different this is what happened to Byron Katie this is what happened to Eckhart Tolle this is um, several mystics throughout the ages Um, this type of thing it happens but it is not the norm and I want to stress that because in our age of hurry up and get it done yesterday, and oh my God, why am I not already (laughs) enlightened or whatever? Um, We can feel stress and pressure that, and, and that comparison thing can come in where we hear of and we look at other people who have done it differently than we are, have a journey differently than ours, and we feel pressure and stress and anxiety to do it also like them when our journey is very different. We have our own set of lessons. We have our own timeline, time frame. And that's okay. So that said, that out of the way, <laughs> for most of us, um, the journey is a little bit more stretched out. And... There's real beauty in that, even amidst the hardship, even amidst the crazy feelings, the 
the questioning. I mean, it can get really intense. But the beauty of that is that you are leaving no stone unturned. (laughs) You are going to the depths of you and really um, doing some deep self-inquiry around life itself and what your purpose is and everything that goes along with that. So awakening generally starts with something that happens. Perhaps you got really sick and through that illness you realized there isn't any time to mess around with feeling um, scared and sorry for myself. I'm just going to be who I am and blast through the world as myself, shining as brightly as possible. I know people like this, and they amaze me every day. They learned how to love themselves unconditionally because they've seen that life is so precious. Perhaps um, it was a death, whether that's a divorce or or a literal death, um, an ending of some sort, where it was so uh, earth-shattering for you that you couldn't help but be thrown... (laughs) feel like you're being thrown from a bus, you know, and your, your whole life is turned upside down in order for you to put it back the way you would like it. So sometimes we even question the beginnings of awakening and we hate it because it's so unnerving and so challenging at times. And yet the beauty of the beginning is that it's all been taken apart for us to consciously create the life that we're meant to lead. Now, the next stage, if we, if we continue down this path and we don't completely shut ourselves down to an awakening process, the next stage of awakening starts the integration. And this is a subject near and dear to my heart because um, my experience of my integration was uh, very intense. And um, I think a little bit too quick. Now that I'm looking back, I not that I'm complaining or anything, but... Um, when we integrate and we wake up too fast, it can be extremely painful, extremely painful in our bodies because as we're waking, as we're awakening, waking up, your um, seventh, eighth, ninth, tenth, eleventh, and twelfth chakras are blown wide open. I mean, the crown chakra is just, it just explodes open. And you are all of a sudden receiving 
all sorts of information. A lot of uh, spiritual teachers call them downloads. Um, your intuition is right on. You are feeling everybody's feelings around you. You're feeling your own feelings. It's like a big sea of feelings being awash in intense feelings too. I mean, you're really feeling deeply both yours and the world's feelings. Um, and you're knowing things that you previously didn't know. So you're really questioning them and, and, and trying to discern, is this, what, what is this? What am I, what's going on here? And what's this information? And is it mine? And am I making this up? And you know, it's, there's many layers, <laughs> many layers to it. So the second stage of integration for most starts with seeking and as we awaken we begin to seek and to find the answers and this can lead us down many many rabbit holes none of which are wrong we the process sometimes the process of seeking is just as helpful and wonderful to our awakening as the answers are. Um, and there's, there's a lot of questions that are, are really needing to be answered and they're like burning desires. They feel like they need to be answered now because during the seeking phase, your consciousness is trying, you're not only integrating information, but your, your consciousness is trying to integrate back into your body, little by little, more and more. It wants to be more fully present in your body. And so far, it hasn't really been. We... Um, we're really good at living outside of our bodies and our thoughts, mostly in our thoughts. And we just kind of drag our bodies along for the ride. And um, we don't really listen to what our bodies have to say. We don't respect what our bodies have been through in our lives by giving it a chance to catch up and heal along with our consciousness. Um... And so this phase of, of seeking, um, it's as we're seeking that information, we're going out into the world, we're reading as much as we can, we're um, seeking guidance from spiritual teachers, we are meditating, we are going to yoga, we are doing tai chi, qigong, um, whatever is going, whatever's happening for you, you're consciousness is seeking to integrate back into your body. After we have created a practice where we are using our bodies in conjunction with a spiritual practice, um, something that comes to mind immediately for me who does this really beautifully is the yoga teacher Sean Korn how she really integrates with 
in the whole yoga flow, this very divine aspect about, she calls her flow body prayer. What a beautiful way of describing an ancient principle of how our feelings create our reality. And so she, as a, as a teacher, is using yoga as her modality to teach people how to use their bodies as instruments for creating their reality by feeling what they're feeling. No bypassing, no spiritual bypassing, but feeling everything they're feeling. No numbing, no, you know, stuffing. And then moving it through the body, processing it through the body. When when you hear spiritual teachers and others talk about processing, there is an element of movement, literal movement through the body that needs to happen. Otherwise, feelings get stuck literally in our bodies. And I didn't might quite understand this myself until I had some pretty profound um, experiences with the Hakomi work that I do and um, as well as doing some other um, ways of shifting and moving things through through the body. So as we connect more and more into our bodies with our consciousness we the next step is to begin to with that within that practice of connecting our consciousness into our bodies to begin to shift our thinking a little bit about what it means to be a body and what it means to be in a body it's the whole point. It's the whole point we're alive and here today. We're in our bodies f- for a reason. We're learning. We're growing. We're connecting. We're creating. It's, th- it's an ultimate journey. And we can only do it when we're actually in our bodies. And it feels, at this point, the truth is that when we get in, when we are fully integrated into our bodies, that's when we experience peace. But at this stage of the integration, it does not feel that way <laughs> still. It feels very scary still, and it's like a very tentative, and um, people, it just doesn't know, right? It just doesn't feel that way. So we're practicing integrating our consciousness and our bodies along with respecting our body and our body's journey and what our body has been through. Your body has carried you throughout your entire life, throughout all the joys, throughout all the traumas, Throughout everything, your body has been with you, even when you've left your body. Especially when we're experiencing trauma. We leave the body. It's too much. It's too scary. And it is. 
but that memory is still in your body. And until we can have compassion for what our bodies have been through, whether it's witnessing or experiencing traumatic events, um, abusive scenarios, anything along those lines, and, and those, those range from very severe to just um, terrible thoughts that we have for, about ourselves. When we can send compassion to our bodies, it allows a little bit of space to open up. And the key to sending yourself compassion is by thinking about yourself as a different aspect of who you are. And what I mean by that is in those moments when you are thinking, oh my God, why am I not over this already? Why haven't I already gotten this? Why is this coming back up? You know, all these like very harsh um, mentalities that, you know, that can pop up for for any of us well-meaning folks who just want to get it right. <laughs> First of all, you're getting it right. You're already getting it right. But in those moments especially, if you can have a thought in there like, oh, my body is processing something or my body... is really needing some respect and love and compassion right now. And you can do that on a fairly consistent basis. The next stage of integration will be uh, much quicker. So as we create that space between our consciousness, what we think and who we know we are at a core heart level and our bodies. Once we've, um, we're able to separate that out a little bit and see, we're able then to see ourselves for what we've been through and for perhaps where we're going and make better decisions about where we'd like to end up or where we imagine ourselves being. And this stage of integration is where you are not just practicing um, connecting your mind and your body more, but you are practicing um, respecting allowing and compassion for the process. So <laughs> um, this takes love, a lot of love for yourself 
and patience and practice. And I want to um, say a little something about the idea of work. I could say, yeah, this is a lot of hard work, but here in the West, especially, hard work is usually um, thought about in relation to suffering. <laughs> like, oh my God, it's such hard work. You got to work really hard. You have to work so hard. Yes. Okay. So, and I think this is where sometimes the Eastern philosophies and the Western lifestyle can get a little bit muddled because in the East, hard work just is. It's not a problem. It's just what we do. We're in the physical. The physical is a little bit more challenging than when we're in the astral or in our thought level. Um, but it doesn't necessarily mean that it has to be struggle or suffering. And in this, this phase of integration... There is more allowance for the process. There's more respect for the process. And it's still a lot of hard work, but it's less of a struggle. And it's more, it becomes more of a, um, you become more curious about it. More open about it you have more and more moments where you are fully embodied in your body. You're not 100% embodied, but you are more and more. And those moments when you're not embodied, you are very aware that that's happening. Because there are old patterns showing up, still needing clearing and um, your loving attention. So this is a really interesting and beautiful phase because it's it it's like when you meet um, an old someone who's older who and wiser who has been through a long life and they just have that sense of peace about them um, or that sense of wisdom about them or they they just seem to. No, and they do because they've experienced a lot and yet they're not ascended masters you know what I mean they're not um, <laughs> Buddha <laughs> but they're deeply deeply wise that is this phase of integration so there is still struggle but it's not as big a deal And then finally, as you reach, as you're reaching the, the last stage or stages of integration, you are more and more fully in your body and you pop out less and less. And the more that you are in your body, the more 
you're able to anchor into the earth and be an energetic beacon of light for the rest of the world. As you respect your own body and your ego is your body, as you respect your own body's journey, as your consciousness respects your own body's journey, your everything that's going on and sends it compassion and is recognizing like, yep, yep, this is happening. <laughs> this is happening. Um, okay, we're going to do this, you know. And allowing the body to um, make its mistakes and then lovingly helping guide the body back um, towards wholeness. The more that we're able to do that for ourselves, that unlocks a deep energy within us that is then able to heal others. And it starts with people around you, just your, just your immediate surroundings and grows from there neighborhood city region and as you are doing this work and as you are integrating more and more deeply your energy that you're unlocking within yourself just through this respect and compassion work is inspiring and unlocking that same energy in others around you. And that's what I mean by anchoring in. Your body is a part of this earth. And as you, as you come into your body, you're anchoring into your body, which is anchoring into the earth. And is utilizing the energy patterns and the thought systems and the beliefs and everything that we have available to us here on the physical plane to help others anchor in and tap into their own deep and innate wisdom in order for us to connect on a more real and deep level. This is also an explanation of, this goes into some um, work around the divine feminine and what that aspect means. I think I'll do a different podcast about the divine feminine and the divine masculine. Today we talked about awakening, the beginnings of, awake, of awakening, and the general framework for what integration looks like. And there's a lot of allowances here because we are each on a very personal and different journey. And while it helps in the beginning to understand what other people have been through, ultimately this, the, the journey of integration is a lesson in discernment in trusting your own heart and the own, your own information that's coming through you. 
it sure does feel scary at first because for our entire lives we've been taught to listen to others, to listen to outside sources, and to not listen to ourselves. So bravo to you for starting to question that and to start seeking other ways of being, thinking, doing, and living. Oftentimes my clients have questions like this for me and we discuss in depth where they are in their process and what's going on. At the moment, I have one spot open for another private client. If anyone is interested, please message me. Thank you for joining in today on our discussion of awakening and integration. I appreciate each and every one of you and all the work that you're doing. Together, we'll make an impact on the world far greater than we can ever imagine. Until next time, have a wonderful week and namaste.